0: to the city church online this is where you get all the summons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again please like subscribe remember to share and download this message come let us grow together in christ praise the lord so we are going to be looking and i'm going to be walking you through a series of sermons called the wonders of God is grace. Father, your word is true. The scriptures tell us that the entrance of your word brings light. Let that light so shine in this house this morning. Let no one leave without being touched. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now, uh, one of the things you should pray as we speak today... Is that God will grant you the ability not only to understand what I'm going to say, but to also receive it? Because I remember that for three years, for three years, I sat in a classroom and these men of God were discussing the gospel for three years. And yet, as they were discussing, I I knew the words they were saying. I could actually say them back. In fact, I wrote a paper out of the words that they said and I got an A out of that paper. In reality, I did not have what they had. I missed like some days these days I sit back and wish I wish I can go back into that class and have those conversations with those men but God is gracious because um, he had mercy on me and in 2019 really reopened the reality of the gospel back to me so that I can reference and say hey this what they were talking about all along all along and I remember during that season as they were we were discussing the gospel with these men they began to talk about grace the grace of God and it was beautiful to hear but I had, I really did not carry the experience of the beauty I was hearing. And I was born again, I was in church, I was your pastor. So I came and I taught a series of sermons called The Deception of Grace. It was a beautiful series. I've gone back to listen to some of what I said to you. And a lot of it was true, but it was incomplete. And and I spoke powerfully about concepts that I had studied. And therefore, I was accurate in my exposition, but I was incomplete in my explanations, because it is one thing to carry the language of a matter and a different thing to carry the experience of the same. You may be able to explain what you have not experienced. Just as many of you studied the Canadian prairies and passed. And the lumbering, lumbering in Oregon. In geography. And And you passed. But you didn't even know what the word lumbering itself means. But you passed the papers and you have a degree, we can see it. I am trying to tell you that what we are talking about grace today, we are talking about the wonders of God's grace in this series. However, you can know that it is wonderful and not carry the experience of the wonder. And we want to walk in the wonder, not to talk about the wonder. Do you understand? Ha, glory be to God. This is why you should raise your hand and say, Father, speak to me. Let this thing catch me. I, I, I want the experience, not simply the head knowledge. Hallelujah. Because the salvation we entered in is a gift of grace. And so today's sermon is called Salvation, the Gift of Grace. Salvation. The gift of grace. In this series, we are not yet going to be talking about the definitions of grace, but rather we want to look at its wonders. Its wonders. The wonders of grace. And primary of all the wonders of grace is this thing called salvation. Salvation. Now, you know these words. You have spoken the word salvation. In fact, when we ask you, you will say, I am saved. I have salvation. Do you have the wonder? The wonder of salvation. And so, when Paul is talking about salvation... He hits the point on the head in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9. In Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9. Paul tells us, for by grace, you have been. Let's read it together. Help me out. Two, three, go. Uh-huh. For by grace you have been saved through faith. That is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Let's go back to verses 8. Verses 8 says, let's see it again. By grace, you have been saved through faith. Now, you know, in Christian circles, we tend to make a big deal concerning faith. And by the way, and faith is a big deal. It is a big deal. Uh, But a man, Charles Spurgeon, warned and said, um, a lot of this making of a big deal about faith leaves people more confused about something that is as natural to them as breathing. You know someone can explain breathing to you and you stop breathing. I I feel like there are some people who have moved out of faith because someone has tried to explain to them faith and has left them more confused about something that is actually more natural to you. You see... God is making salvation so, so, so simple and so, so accessible to all of us that he only requires faith from us, nothing else. Now, because he's requiring faith, not anything else, you may want to bring something called faith. And I like the Luganda word for faith. Because it, I think it makes things much clearer. Kukiriza. Like kukiriza. As in allow. Agree. Accept. Receive. Take it. You see, that is faith. When you came in today, you walked in, you sat. You didn't first check to see if that chair is strong enough to carry? Was it designed to carry your weight? Because a smaller person is sitting on the chair. So can it carry you also? Hallelujah. How many of you ever went to a restaurant, they served you food, and you first got a microscope to check and see whether... You know, one time my wife and I were at a a, a restaurant... And uh, we were having breakfast, and I love meat. And 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 I love katogo, so that restaurant they had made katogo. But you know, we went. We were on the line. We were serving, and then they served what looked like a piece of meat on my plate, but it was walking. It was moving. Yes, and. As I saw it moving, even the the lady who was serving saw it also. So she she scooped it off my plate very fast. I said, I have seen it. It was a cockroach. A resilient cockroach. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And you know, she scooped it off my plate and put on another piece of meat, hoping that I'm going to take that. Just told you have your plate. Praise the Lord. Funny enough, you see, you, you just eat by faith. It's okay. I saw other people who came and lined up, they got the same category and ate happily. They didn't see me. I had seen. So now you see that faith actually is a function of knowledge. What you know, then you can believe. So if I had stood up and told people about Nanga Cockroach, no one would have eaten. So I've never gone back to that restaurant because I don't know if any of their foods. But today we are not talking about faith. Today I want to make a big deal of the fact that you have been you have been saved by grace. By grace, you have been saved. This phrase the apostle uses is very rich. It perfectly describes the various dimensions of salvation as past, present, and future. You see, for some of us who studied English, not in English literature, but English grammar. They will tell you that this phrase, you have been saved through faith, is in a tense called the perfect tense. Past participle, to be precise. The perfect participle talks about an action that was done in the past, but the results of the past actually being felt and experienced in the present. And because of that, it has future implications. And and so the emphasis of the perfect is not on the past. It is actually on the current. Like the results the past is bringing on the current. And so when Apostle says... uh, by grace you were saved yes he is looking at the past implication and the dimension of the past in salvation which by the way a lot of people who say we are born again that is where they are living they are in that past reality it is within that past reality that your sins are forgiven you understand it it is within that past reality that the blood Jesus shed. You see, Jesus didn't shed his blood yesterday. He shed it 2,000 years ago. And that blood that he shed is the one that is washing you of all your sins and all your uncleanliness. It is what justifies you before God. And so justification is a, a actually a past reality that you get to experience. Sanctification is a past a completed reality that you get to experience only when you agree to it. Like, you see, eh? Through faith, eh? Through faith. But it just comes to you by His grace. Like he, he simply had mercy on you. You see, for us, we live in time. God doesn't live in time. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow are the same to Him. They're all visible. So He knows you in 2000 Years ago. Do you understand? That kind of phraseology. Eh? He knows you in 2,000 years ago. He sees you. That's why God is amazing. The Bible was written in two, in two major languages. In Hebrew, Old Testament. Greek, New Testament. Uh, Hebrew doesn't have a future tense. It doesn't say I will. It just says I am. That's why God comes Moses. He's... I am. And then, Greek doesn't have a past tense. It has what they call the ariorist. Whatever was, is actually is. And so your salvation is what happened at the cross is true. But that dimension cannot be where you stop. You see, let me tell you, when you don't know, you don't know. The first time I had ice cream, not bimbo ice cream. That was my first ice cream experience. I did not know that they eat the corn. We were at a T.L. Osborne's crusade in Lugogo. And my mom had said, I had looked at these people eating these things. I said, mommy, what are those things? She told me that is ice cream. I said, can I have some? She said, I don't have money. But tomorrow, if we walk from Kansanga to the crusade, I will, so the money we will have used to take taxi, I'll buy ice cream for you. So I was excited. I walked with the happiest face in anticipation of ice cream, boom, bimbo. Yeah, those were songs. And I, I, I got my ice cream. Ha! I ate ice cream. I scooped it all out. I made sure it is all out. And then after I finished, I threw the cord. Now the crusade was packed with people. Then mommy told me, hey, they eat that also. By the time I went to pick it, someone had stepped on it. A lot of us, that is our salvation experience. You received something, but the whole of it you left some parts out and normally you receive this past dimension that Jesus Christ died on the cross. So when he went to the cross and rose from the dead, he died and rose again for your sake. That one you know you like and you have received it. That the day you get to know this, you accept it. All your sins are washed away. You are pardoned by God for all your wrongs. Nothing remaining. Your name gets written in the Lamb's book of life. That one you did what? Ice cream. But there is a con. Praise the Lord. By the way, these things that I'm saying are also, they're very important. It's very important for you to accept and agree and receive it that my The death of Jesus on the cross was for your sake. He he removes your sins and washes you and makes you clean and makes you acceptable before God. And that your name gets written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Let me tell you, when you accept that, you actually even feel it. For those of you who have had that experience, like there's a day you just... You just understand I've been forgiven. Like, I've been forgiven. Like, you feel it with your heart. You, you feel even a joy rising out of you. You, 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 you feel like, oh my God. I, wow. Nothing is wrong with me because God has accepted me. Jesus has washed me with his blood. Hallelujah. And so Jesus' blood brought you new life. It justified you from everything that you could not have been justified any other way. You became a child of God with all the rights and privileges of a son. You were, your justification is complete. Your sanctification is complete. Your wisdom is complete. You have been saved and it's all by grace. Grace. And all of those things are realities. But let me tell you, they are realities that talk about what Christ accomplished at the cross. And it is kind of like a past reality. You have been saved. Hallelujah. But you need to move and walk in the current reality of salvation. That you were saved but you are being saved. Even now. Now, let me say when I say, because I know certain people who when they say you are being saved, they are still referring to your sins. And so, uh, allow me to speak to some people who may not be even in this room, but uh, listen to my speak- preachings. There are people who to them Justification is one thing, but then uh, sanctification is a process that you will be going through. And I don't agree with those people. Jesus does not do a work that is not finished. And therefore, your justification is complete. Your sanctification is also Complete. He says, by this one offering you were sanctified forever. Hallelujah. That's why when you mature in God, John will tell you that if you are a believer, you cannot sin the Lord. But now walk with me into the dimension of today, the present reality. The present reality. What actually the scriptures refer to as, or what Peter refers to as the present truth. Salvation, that you are being saved, has nothing really to do with that you are being saved from sin because you were saved from sin. You were saved from the penalty of sin. Now you are being saved from the power of sin. Your salvation from penalty also comes with salvation from the power of sin. Um, There is a lot of things that the people who are not in Jesus Christ suffer. That you who is in Jesus Christ you should not allow to suffer them because by his grace, you were saved. The devil no longer has a claim on you anymore. You were saved by grace. The curse no longer has a hold on you. Why? You are saved. You are saved. You are saved by Grace. So uh, the, the limitations, the ancestral bondages can no longer have their effect on your life anymore. Why? You are saved by grace. Territorial limitations can no longer be limiting to you why you are saved by grace. My friend, arise and shine for your light has come. Let me do this again for you because you better you better get it. Because of Jesus, because he has provided salvation, there are certain things that the people who are not in salvation will suffer, but you, you will not suffer them. Hallelujah. For example, demonic oppression is illegal in your life. Like it is illegal in your life. Why? You are saved by grace. Do you understand? I am telling you that the devil can no longer lay claim on you in any way, form or manner. It is illegal for a demon to be near you. That's why he says we are saved by faith. Satan and his cohorts lost their jurisdiction over your life because you are saved by grace. So when we are sa- you are being saved, we are not talking about, we are not talking about now seen as in, your m- m- moralities and what. We are now talking about the, the accompaniments that come because of sin. So for example uh, I told you, you are no longer limited by territorial ju- jurisdictions. Um, I am not Uganda limited. Uh, you, you remember what Dr. Miles told uh, Dr. Sempewa? Yeah? He was here, he gave us a testimony. He said, Dennis, the reason you are limited in this day is because you think of yourself more as a Ugandan. But now you have to know you are a citizen of the kingdom who happened to have been born in Uganda. I am saved by grace. So which therefore means the limitations that limit Ugandans. Nze, I am saved by Grace. It's not a thing that, I'm not trying to qualify for this thing. It is not by works. It is by grace. Ancestral claims and altars that were offered in whichever jurisdiction they were no longer can have a claim on my life, on your life, okay, even you, even you on your life why you are saved by grace it is not something you have done it is something Jesus has done so that you can be a workmanship God is workmanship brought into Jesus Christ for good works that is why wherever you go you should expect favor can no longer affect your life now. That day you received Jesus as your savior, that day stopped every other thing that would have come and laid any claim for you, even if your mother and father both of them agreed together and they dedicated you to demons. On that day, you meet Jesus and receive him as your Lord and Savior. And you enter what the Bible calls a new covenant. So you are now a new creation. You are a new creation. And everything in your life is all about God. It is His grace. It is His gift. It is a gift. It is God's gift that whatever you touch, look, it is God's gift that whatever you touch flourishes. You're saved by grace. It is God's gift that does open for you. You're saved by grace. It is God's gift that men will favor you. You are saved by grace. It is God's gift that yesterday's failures will not mark your life today or tomorrow. Why? You are saved by grace. Hey, it is God's gift that you will walk and exercise confidence and boldness. Why? Because it is God's gift for you. You are saved by grace. Friend, be dressed with with boldness and awaken to your rising the limitations that kept others from progressing can no longer prevent your progress. Why? You are saved by grace. Oh, I see you flourishing, my friend, where others are saying that we cannot flourish. Why? Because you're saved by grace. I see you walking in and stepping into higher places of favor. Why? Because you are saved by grace. Oh, I see you in the exercise of power and dominion. Why? You are saved by grace. Oh, I see men looking after you and opportunities running for you. Why? You are saved by grace grace. The Bible says that the expectation of the righteous shall be fulfilled. I am the righteousness of God and therefore my expectation shall be fulfilled. Why? I am saved by grace. It is a present reality that when I step into a place, demons have to run and God has to be exalted and glorified. Why? I am saved. It is the gift of God. It is a gift. Hallelujah. Ah, You're going to make it in life. You're going to make it in life. I said your future is bright. If one door closes, five others will open up for you in Jesus' name. If your enemy raises up the dust, the Lord shall raise up a standard. Awaken and smile. Salvation is here and it is a gift of God. You are saved by... So, the first dimension in the past, Jesus died for you. Saved you from all your sins. Justified you and sanctified you. Right now you walk in the blessing of the father Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Where the earth must respond to you. Hallelujah. Why? You're saved by grace. And the future dimension of this thing is that you have an assurance. That your place in heaven is secured by Christ. It's just a gift of God. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, will you take this gift? Ladies and gentlemen, will you accept this fullness of salvation? Can you stop living life like you have no command over it? You have command. There is more working on your behalf than that which is against you. My friend, your success is certain and definite. Why? Because of grace. It is not what you are working as if you can contribute anything to it. It is God's grace. Grace will bring the right people your way in Jesus' name. Grace will get you to the correct decisions in life. Grace will wake you up at the right I am telling you, grace will give you the passion and energy you need for life. Grace will sustain you when others are failing. Grace will give you the right words to say and the boldness to save them for it is by grace that we are saved. It is a gift of God. Oh, the wonders. Amen. This OJ sermon has been brought to you by The City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 0706-332-572 or 0776-579-679.